What does Boston College need to do to beat NC State on Saturday, and what could hold them back? We're going to talk about all of this and the start of the college basketball season, all on today's Locked On Boston College. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. I am also the editor and publisher of bcbulletin.com. Thank you all for listening. On today's show, we're going to dive into the the meat of NC State and BC. We're going to look at what Boston College has to do to win this game and what could be their downfall if they lose this game to NC State. In addition, we're going to talk about basketball too, as ACC tip-off was just on Tuesday. But let's kick it off with football talk. That's usually what people want to talk about, so let's get into it. So Boston College and NC State, if you have not already checked it out, I was on with Kenton Gibbs of Locked On Wolfpack yesterday. We did a crossover episode. Uh, Great, great listen if you want to check it out. Kenton is an engaging uh, host, and we had some really interesting conversations. He's a former NC State player. He was talking to me about uh, that game, so check that out. But let's look at what Boston College has to do to win this. Now, if you heard me yesterday, you said you heard me say, I, I think Boston College is going to win this game. And in addition, on uh, Twitter, I saw that uh, Ralph Russo of the Associated Press, he picked BC as his upset of the week. I also saw Bill Connolly's SP Plus also picked Boston College as their winner. So I'm not alone in thinking that Boston College is going to win this game. Now, what are they going to need to do to pull off this upset? It's only a two or three point spread, so it's not really technically a big upset. But what will they have to do now on the offensive side of the ball? You're going to have to look at Dennis Grossell because if he goes out there and, and turns over the ball, if he makes lots of mistakes, if he's getting himself in third and long, second and longs, it's going to be a long night for Boston College. He needs to be crisp. And I'm not asking him to go out there and throw 400, 500 yards like he did against UVA. He just needs to make manageable choices. And for Boston College to win, that means... Get the balls to your playmakers. Get it to Zay Flowers. Get it to Jaden Williams. Get it to Trey Berry and let them do it. Don't make them run long, drawn-out plays that keeps the ball in Grossell's hands. Just do it quick. Just nice quick plays. You'll be able to move down the field and you'll be able to score. I would love to see them do that because if he can do that, it's going to open up everything. Pat Garwell will be able to get some plays going with his legs, um, which will then in turn open the play action for Grossell. I like the opportunities there if Boston College on offense can just keep things nice and succinct for Dennis Grossell. Defensively, what Boston College needs to do is uh, you can't just say blitz them because if he if BC blitzes, Dennis Devin Leary, the NC State quarterback, is going to shred them. And if you just rely on pressure from the front four, they're not going to get anything done because I don't really, th- unfortunately, I don't think Marcus Valdez, Shatasala, and the other defensive ends, Brandon Barlow, you know, Donovan Azaraku, are able to do what they would need to do. What they need to do, what Boston College needs to do on defense is what Jeff Halfley talked about in his press conference on Tuesday, and that is to confuse the defense, uh, the offense. They did an excellent job of confusing uh, DJ Uyagalale and uh, Connor Basilic at times against Mizzou. That's what they need to continue doing. They need to 
constantly shift what they're doing. They can't just stay in a base defense. They need to drop extra guys back, you know, bring a few guys up, you know, mix up the, the packages, make sure that they are constantly adjusting what they're doing to give De- uh, Devin Leary new looks and try to keep him off balance. If Boston College can keep him off balance, that will give them a better chance of getting them off the field. Boston College is seventh in the country in third down defense. And that is because they've been doing a good job of mixing up what they're doing. And I think that's what I think that is like, you know, you've been talking about how does BC not keep it vanilla? How do they change things up? That's exactly what um, Jeff Halfley has been doing with Tem Lokubu. They've been mixing things up and then putting pressure on those wide receivers with those quarterbacks. Because as we saw against Clemson, those wide, uh, cornerbacks can really cause some damage to those wide receivers because they are physical. They are, you know, they're, they're, they're flashy. They're starting to make plays. And I like the way that they look um, out there on the field. So I think if they could do that on defense, that is another key for them to win. If they do that, they will win. Now, overall... And this is going to sound like a broken record because you're going to say that. You're going to, you know, hear this over and over again. Boston College has to to, to not have one of those screw-up games. You know, two games already this year that they've had where it was just loaded with errors. The UMass game where we saw 10, 10 penalties, the Travis Levy fumble. You saw those mistakes. And then you saw it against Clemson with three turnovers, 11 penalties. You cannot do this against NC State. If Boston College is going to win this game, they have to play play a cleaner sheet. Now, I'm not saying that they're not gonna, they have to not have penalties because they're going to have penalties. It's part of the game. And they may have a turnover or two. I'm not naive enough to think that, you know, I'm sorry, Garcelle is going to get through this whole game without an error. But they got to minimize it. Keep it succinct and maybe keep the plus and minus closer to zero. Like against Clemson, it was minus three. If you could keep that at like minus one, maybe have a turnover your own. If they're going to have two turnovers, that would put you in better shape. So I want to see them clean it up a little bit. They've had two weeks, a bye week, and they're playing at home that hopefully they will be able to do this. They haven't played sloppy at home yet. So there is the possibility that they could do that. So that those are my three keys to winning this game. On offense, keep it simple for a Grossell. It'll open things up all around. On defense, it is to continue to confuse and to mix up everything that they're doing because that's the way that you're going to get the NC State offense off the field. And finally, slow down with the mistakes. That's what Boston College will do if they're going to win this game. And if you have, if you like this podcast, I want to recommend Locked On ACC. It's hosted by Candace Cooper, and it has a rotating great uh, group group of hosts, including myself. And if you like yesterday's show, Kenton Gibbs, he does one too. Um, we all join her to talk ACC sports. I'm on there once a week. Uh, it's a great way to get into the conference talk. And with basketball opening up and football really hitting its stride, Locked On ACC is where you want to go. You can find Locked On ACC wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube. Hey guys. It's AJ. So there are a few things in life that aren't fun to talk about. One of them is excessive sweating. You know, when you are sweating through your shirts for no reason, it's embarrassing, right? Some of you may know that I have personally dealt with this. I've talked about it a lot on the show. When I speak in public, I can't help but sweat through my shirt. Now listen, I know this isn't life and death and there are much worse problems in the world, but let's be honest. In the moment, it feels like a big deal. Nobody likes to pit out during an important speech interview, 
or God forbid, a first date. I'd rather not much think about it. And that's why I use Sweatblock antiperspirant wipes. Sweatblock is stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. You simply apply it at night before bedtime and go to bed. Next morning, you wake up, wash, bam, boom. You're ready to go without the sweat, guaranteed. I know this sounds so simple, but it sounds good to be too good to be true, but I only have to put on Sweatblock once or twice a week and it keeps me dry the whole time. No more pitting out, no more picking my shirts based on which one will hide the sweat better. If you or someone you love is dealing with this, you have to check out Sweatblock. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code locked on or at Amazon or CVS. This is Locked On Boston College. AJ Black here. Thank you all of you who have made Locked On Boston College your first listen. It means a lot to me. If you every morning when you're going to work turn on Locked On Boston College, it, it's it 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 means I'm doing the right things, and I want to thank all of you because I I wouldn't be doing this if without you. I mean I mean I'm not going to do a podcast if you're not going to listen, but you guys are all a great group of listeners, and I want to thank each and every one of you that are out there listening today. Now. We st- we started off with the positives, right? We talked about what Boston College has to do to win, how they how they take down their first AP top twenty five team since two thousand fourteen. I taught, I gave you the blueprint. I gave you you know the the things on offense, defense, and game planning that they need to do to beat NC State. Now, what are they going to do? What's going to happen that could cause them to lose? This is this is getting into the negative Nelly sec- section here. We're going to talk about what they could do that could could blow this game, and. I don't want it to sound like a like just the reverse of the first half. So there's some certain things that they're going to have to get good at if they're going to win this game. First of all, if they allow Amika Amizi to run rampant on them and to really, you know, make some big plays, they're going to be in trouble. He is a big time wide receiver. He's not as good as Zay Flowers, I don't think, but he's good. And they have him out there along with uh Thayer Thomas, another wide receiver. You know, these are some of the best wide receivers BC has played. Or at least they're the best. They're playing at the best level that they played. And we saw what good wide receivers could do against BC when we saw them struggle against Mizzou. The BC's de- defense has to be able to shut them down. They cannot let up big plays and they cannot give up explosives like they did um, a couple times against Clemson last week. So I think that's going to be a big key. Also, if the defense struggles to get a turnover, that's going to be a big one too. I think this is a game that BC has to get a turnover. It's going to be sloppy. It's going to be wet out. This is going to be a game where they're going to need to get a, get NC State off the field, get BC, the um, the fans in Alumni Stadium going. And the best way to do that is with the turnover. They have the team to do it. If they do not, if Darren, Devin Leary is able to move that ball effectively, if Donovan uh, Bam Knight is able to run the ball, and he, as, as um, Kenton said yesterday, he, has, he puts the ball on the ground a lot, then BC's in trouble because NC State is too good to not try to get a, to get a turnover. You have to be able to get that ball. You have to be play tough. You have to get it. So that's another key. On the offensive side of the ball, I think the five offensive linemen, if they are not dominating in this game, it's going to be a long game because – Boston College needs to be able to run the ball. They need to be able to get Pat Garwo and Alex Singfield and Travis Levy going. And if they cannot, that's going to put more pressure on Dennis Grossell. And I do not like seeing Dennis Grossell with lots of pressure on him. So being able to win those battles up front, to be able to be the best unit out there. If Boston College is not the best unit out there uh, against that defense, they're going to be in trouble. 
So the offensive line needs to play top-notch. If they don't, Boston College could lose. And then finally, it's going to be the same as the first half. I don't care because it's so important. If Boston College gives second chances to NC State, like they did against uh, Mizzou with the roughing the passer, it, you know, they've done these types of things before. If they're not, if they're playing recklessly and they make dumb mistakes, they're going to let NC State win. BC has to play good football. The penalties need to be reasonable. The um, bad choices by Dennis Grossell need to be reasonable. And some of those, um, like, catastrophic mistakes that they have made, like, you know, when uh, Travis Levy fumbles the ball or, you know, there's an, a, a, something happening on special teams, those things cannot happen. They cannot happen. And if they do, you have to be able to figure out a way to kind of counteract that with a big play on your own. Because BC needs to play a good football game or they will lose. And we've seen two halves of BC in different games, right? You saw them play sloppy against Clemson. You saw them play sloppy against UMass. But you've seen them play crisp football, too, against Temple, against Mizzou for the most part. I'm not talking about their defense. I'm just saying, you know, without the huge mistakes, they need to continue doing that. NC State is the best team Boston College has played so far. I'm not saying you they're better than Clemson. They're, they are better than Clemson. Devin Leary right now is a better quarterback, and top to bottom, they are in much better shape than Clemson. So BC has to play the best. And on tomorrow's show, I will talk with Eric Hofsis, and I will give you my prediction. I gave you one yesterday, but I'll dive into why I think Boston College will win this game. But as I just said, there's a bunch of different things that if Boston College doesn't get it right, if Halfley hasn't driven it home to the to his team, they're going to lose. So you need to see the right things happening. And I think it's going to be a fun game. I, I think that's the best part is anything could happen. Anyone could win this game. Anyone could walk out of Alumni Stadium the winner. If Boston College does their things right, this could be a humongous win for the program. And we'll have to wait to Saturday to see. Now, in our final segment, we're going to jump over to basketball. Um, I, I'd be, um, it would be unwise of me not to bring up basketball because they had a really interesting uh, ACC tip-off on Saturday. On sorry, on Tuesday, and we get we got to hear from uh, Earl Grant and Brevin Galloway and Makai Ashton Langford. So we'll talk about them in just a moment. But before we do that, let's chat about Rock Auto. Are you in the business of doing auto uh, work on your auto? or car with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models it's now impossible for your local chain auto support store to stock all the parts you need why enjoy door often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions why and wait behind the while the person behind the counter orders the parts for their computer choosing the only brand their warehouse seems to carry you have computers with access to rockauto.com and it's in your pocket so head on over to rockauto.com you'll save money why spend 30 50 or even 100 percent more when you can go to rockauto.com right now and save. They're a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you can need, whether it's brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, or even new carpet. Just head on over, check out their easy-to-use website, and when you do, make sure to put Locked On in their Hide You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rock Auto. 
gridironisteam.com. We're back and better than ever, and all eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back for another season of football. And as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. And don't forget to use promo code LOCKED ON to receive that bonus. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino game. Games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 21 season. Bet online is the easiest and easiest and fastest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Head on over to Bet Online, where the game starts. This is Locked On Boston College. AJ Black here. We are taking a little step away from the football game. We've talked about them for every segment this week uh, to talk a little bit about basketball because basketball had their t- ACC tip off this week, and it's not just men's basketball. Women's basketball had it too. So on Tuesday, men's basketball with new head coach Earl Grant, uh, transfer guard Brevin Galloway, and Makai Ashton Langford headed down to uh, ACC tip-off to talk about the BC uh, basketball season and to give a little bit of an update on where this the year is at. I thought it was really interesting to hear uh, where the, Errol Grant sees BC. Now, he he brought up BC's history, which I thought was really interesting. You know, he talked about all the, uh, you know, elite eights that they made and sweet 16s and all the tournaments that they made and that and that it's a privilege to to get back to a school like Boston College where he could do those types of things like get BC back to their glory days, back to where they were. Now he, you know, he was realistic. I liked how he said that it's not going to be something that's going to happen immediately. That it's a process. He's building men, he's building a team, he's building a culture, and that's going to take some time. But he thinks it's going to happen. And you could see from Brevin Galloway and Makai Ashton Lankward that they're buying in too. And how is 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 Earl Grant going to do this? It's by doing the little things. I you know, I, I keep thinking when I hear him talk he reminds me so much of Al Skinner that I I think that's exciting for the future of BC basketball. He's talking about the defense, getting those guys with a chip on their shoulder. You know, he talked about that earlier, and uh, you know, guys that want to be there that you know maybe had been under recruited. I you know they're gonna play defense, they're gonna do the small things, and they're gonna hustle and play hard. That's what I want to see. I, I'd much rather see a team that's you know a nasty dirt dog you know, grind it out type of winner than a team that's going to try to score 120 points against Duke because that's tough. And I liked, I liked his sense. You know, I got to see him on the, on the court and see what he's able to do. You see the videos of Earl Grant all over social media and unlike Christian, which I'm sure he did it too, but it seems like Grant's out there all the time, you know, guard, you know, during practice guarding, you know, showing footwork, getting into like the nitty gritty things. I love seeing that. I think that's attention to detail and I love that. And you hear the same language out of him that you hear out of Jeff Halfley, where it's like, I care about these guys. You heard Brevin Galloway say, you know, I've known Coach Grant since, you know, I was nine years old. He cares about me. He's taught me how to handle my family, how to handle adult situations. That sounds so much like Jeff Halfley. And if that's the, if that is the mold of what Boston College is building for a coach, Sign me up because that's perfect. That's exactly meets the model of what men and women for others, you know, the the style of BC. You're going to get the right guys here. They're going to buy into the system. I liked it. I was impressed. But I have to say, I, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic with Earl Grant. You know, Jeff Halfley came in and you saw it. You knew immediately, like, this is the right guy. He's bringing in the right guys. Grant 
you everyone had skepticism. I, I, you know, I fully admit that when we were doing the coaching search, I didn't even mention him because I didn't know much about him. And now he's the head coach. Um, he's saying and doing all the right things right now. He's doing a good job on the recruiting trail. But the big question is, how is he going to do when they play? How is his team going to come out? Because right now, BC basketball, I, I'm guessing almost universally, is probably picked last in the ACC. And I and I don't blame them because they there's a big um, missing piece of talent there. They, you know, they lost Jay Heath. They lost CJ Felder, Stefan Mitchell, Rich Kelly. They lost all their scores. How are they going to replace that? He's going for that defensive mindset. So if he's got guys in there that can slow down scoring, because that was the issue with BC basketball last year, maybe the turnaround won't be as bad as it looks. Because if he can stall out some of these teams and really kind of grind it out and get some wins, you don't need elite scorers to do that. You get guys like, you know, you get guys out there like DeMar Lankford who can score some points and maybe Makai Ashton Lankford you're in better shape. So I'm interested to see what he's going to do. I'm not on board 100% yet, but I think he's going in the right direction. I like, for the first time in a while, I like where BC basketball is going. And as always, I like to mention the women too, because I think they're going to be a fun team this year. They got a lot of talented players there. Uh, Taylor Soul is back again. You know, she, I thought she had kind of an off year last year, but she's she looks like she's ready to go this year. She's a forward. Uh, she went down with Joanna McNamee and Marnell Gorid, uh, their guard. Uh, they're they're going to be a team to watch for this year because they have a lot of returning talent. You know they have Cameron Schwartz, Clara Ford. You know some of these got these guards and ta- uh, centers that they have. I think are going to be really talented. They get some really interesting younger players like Ali Timonen coming in, and I think BC women could be fun. You know we saw it two years ago when right when COVID hit that they were going to make the tournament last year. They had an off year. This could be the year they turn it around. So uh, they had their day today. Um, I honestly had to go listen to some of what they had to say. I haven't listened to their press conference yet, but um, just wanted to mention the women because I know they're important as well. So this is Locked On Boston College. We'll be back tomorrow with our big prediction show for NC State. Hear why I think Boston College is going to win. And we'll hear what Eric Hofstis has to say. He's been really hot on BC lately, so I think he might have BC winning. But we'll have to wait to hear what he has to say. I haven't even talked to him yet to, to find out what his prediction is going to be. So check us out on Twitter. You can find us at Locked On BC. You can find me at AJ Black underscore BC as well. And I am the editor and publisher of BC Bulletin. Make sure you bookmark that page and check out all of our work there as well. Hope you all have a great Thursday and we'll see you all again soon. Take care, everyone.